Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf. Roger Weiss out on assignment. He's watching some basketball today, is he not, Frank? I think so. But uh, in his place, I will say this. Morning, y'all. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I wanted to get some baseball practices in this weekend. It's not going to happen. No, I think they're going to have to start off in the gym. Brutal. You go through all this time thinking that, yeah, you know, our spring sports, they're going to be able to get out early this year and, mm. you know, get some fielding time. And then Mother Nature says, nah. <laughs> nah look at it outside. <laughs> oh, no. I was doing it in baseball inventory last night, making sure you have enough baseballs. And, you know, we got the L screens all ready to go, the cones, this, that, and the other. And I kept on looking over at the snowblower. I'm like, I'm not pulling you out again. I'm not pulling you out again, and we're pulling it out again. Yeah, probably. Although point. it is supposed to rain, uh, turn to rain, and hopefully some of it goes away. But <laughs> anyway, enough about that. What we have lined up for you this morning, we are going to congratulate Williamsville North Spartans. Head coach Bob Rosen brought his team in today, and we're going to congratulate them on their state championship. But before we do that, uh, we have Tony Serace, director of sports medicine, and this is athletic training month, the month of March. And people have no idea how important you guys are. And I was telling you this story before. Uh, when I was coaching at Black Rock Riverside, a parent came up to me and, and some of the other coaches says, hey, I know somebody who does sports training, and that would be really big for us to have on the sidelines. And I didn't know too much about it. Explain to me what uh, trainers do. I said, yeah, this is something we have to have. Uh, so that was my first introduction to having trainers on the sidelines. And this past year, my first year back, uh, and now that I'm in NASA uh, coaching my son's team at Niagara Falls Junior Football, and uh, NASA is big on having trainers. In fact, uh, trainers are certified. We have refs that are certified. The coaches are certified. It's really a, uh, They really recognize the importance of trainers. And, uh, Tony, you've worked several of my games, uh, so you could – Tell Frank and the others how calm I am on the sidelines. Oh, boy. <laughs> am I not the picture of calmness? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Here's Stoic that 20. on the sidelines. He's, he's calm as can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, right off. we have an EED on the sideline. 
<laughs> Good thing. <laughs> well, right off the bat, I mean, we've got to see how you guys work and the fact that our, our first, the season opener game against Pendleton, temperatures were in the 90s, and it was really tough out there, uh, not only for us adults, but for the kids. And if you remember, uh, you were attending to a lot of people that day. Yeah, that was a that was a, a busy game. I mean, there was a number of players that were having difficulties on both teams, as well as coaches and parents and spectators that were having issues with the heat, because uh, especially with that turf uh, behind uh, LaSalle Prep, that temperature increases probably to around 110, 115 degrees on the turf, and you're playing football with an extra 15 pounds on you. It's going to add some uh, some risk to the game and to the sport. So uh, we were able to manage that and uh, get uh, water and hydrate everybody and get everybody managed through the game. We had uh, some tents as well and some parents helping also, but uh, that's that's when the importance of using an athletic trainer to their full advantage uh, during those types of moments, whether it's in potentially catastrophic moments or in heat illness, is that that's where they start to uh, shine through and, and when they're needed and, and they come through. I remember while uh, going through training and the topics of... Uh, um of heat would come up, and there's all sorts of complications that the body can encounter through heat. Yeah, it's difficult for someone to recover. I mean, as soon as they start, you know, they start to develop the cramps or the dehydration um, side effects of dizziness, nausea, and then you know they may lose loss of consciousness. It's a me- it can become a medical emergency if they hit heat stroke. So yeah, you, um, you'd have to get them iced in an ice tub. I mean, there's it's it's yeah. involved. It's got to be fast. Yes, you know, I mean, you can't wait. So and that's why it's so important to have guys like you on the sidelines, and not to mention the big word, concussion. I mean, that's the <laughs> primary reason why yeah. I think a lot of the leagues want to go with trainers now. Yeah, I think uh, the the ability to intervene when necessary uh, and appropriately during a game to uh, recognize a hit that may have been suspect, um, to evaluate that athlete on the bench, whether to clear them or not, to allow them to play, uh, to continue to play, or it's time to pull them and then, you know, see a physician and then follow the return to play. Uh, a lot of coaches have um, uh, challenges of, of managing athletes, you know, especially the high school athlete, you know, is it really a concussion? Do they have headaches? Have they been sick? And, and those types of issues that come up sometimes. But I always relate back to that is before the hit, um, were they okay? So there had to have been some sort of mechanism to cause that type of injury. Well, Frank, you and I both saw firsthand at Burgard game against, I think it was Tonawanda at Riverside Field, and Don Prince uh, was in a collision. And I knew immediately that uh, that, that, that that hit was bad. Mm-hmm. And you could see the way the head, the head moved. And that's something that, I mean, you guys are trained on that. So you're rec- able to recognize that on, on a dime. Yeah, with with the ability to to concentrate on those plays, you know, we're we're not uh, emotionally connected to the the team, so the ability to separate ourselves and focus in on those those plays that happen and those those hits that don't look great on visual or even on TV when you see them, um, those are the ones to check out. And then that's why things have uh, evolved the way they have in regards to. Uh, spotters now in in professional sports and uh, independent spotters looking for those hits that uh, that athlete has to come off the ice or the or the field and, and be evaluated. So uh, it's a tricky it's a tricky injury to manage because there's some hits that don't that really don't look that bad, you know. And some people will suffer suffer a concussion from it. So right, um, you have to be careful with it. 
Now, we said that this is Athletic Training Month. What is that exactly does that mean? Uh, basically, March has been recognized as National Athletic Training Month through the National Athletic Trainers Association, which is based out of Texas. And uh, we use the month to recognize what athletic trainers do as part of our program um, through UBMD uh, Orthopedics and Sports Medicine and Niagara Falls Memorial Medical Center. We have a, a partnership of athletic trainers and physicians, PAs, strength and conditioning specialists that work together as a group uh, to provide sports medicine coverage uh, to organizations like NASA, um, Niagara Frontier JV Hockey Association, Federation Hockey. Uh, all of um, We have 11 schools that we provide athletic training coverage for, mostly Niagara County and northern Erie County we, we provide coverage for. So basically is recognizing what athletic trainers do um, in regards to injury prevention, recognition, and, and rehab of, of injuries. Because the whole idea with having an athletic trainer is – uh, having that ability to catch that injury quickly, um, the ability to get them through a process as needed quickly, because we know that some of the seasons in Western New York are short. Uh, you know, like the spring season coming up is, you know, six weeks and you're out. You know what I mean? And the ability to make sure that a kid doesn't lose his whole season is to intervene quickly and then rehab that injury and try to get him back as quickly as possible but safely. So timing is crucial. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, a, if an athlete gets hurt and they get a doctor's appointment in four weeks, their season's over. Right. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? It just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So the ability to have access to a team um, of orthopedics, concussion specialists, if need be. Do we want people to go? You know, people get hurt, and that's what happens. It's contact sports. Uh, things happen, and, and we want to make sure that they're safe and allow them to go back to play. So uh, it's, it's the ability to make sure it speeds up the process and make sure they return safely. Is it a growing field for trainers? Are, I mean, are you guys constantly out trying to recruit and getting more young people wanting to go to school for it? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I have students right now with me from Damon College who has an athletic training program, and, and there's other uh, ATCs in the area that have students uh, from, from curriculum programs in the area. And basically the, the profession is growing because of the concern. Basically the, the concussion issue has really helped the profession grow. Um, the ability to uh, make sure that you are doing like baseline testing and screening and recognition and return to play and all of that is really been in the forefront in the you know the media and things like that that has promoted safety within sports and has helped the athletic training profession. What could be done of to make it easier or better for the trainers and for sports? I mean, what any changes that you guys see in the future that uh, you might be looking at or things that you might want to do differently? Or I think um, probably the education of, of uh, parents. Uh, I think coaches are on board with athletic trainers um, in regards to sports medicine and what needs to be done. Um, Parents uh, may need some more education in regards to what athletic trainers actually do, um, what are their degrees in. When you say a trainer, sometimes people think you're a personal trainer, like right. you, you, know, you work at World Gym. That's not what we do. It's just not, it's not it. So it's, it's, you know, we all have a minimum of a master's degree, you know, in sports medicine, athletic training, and uh, some have PhDs. So um, you're working with an individual who has some pretty good education and the ability to um, – translate that to parents to know that you know you can rely on this person to take care of your child so um i think education in regards to what athletic trainers do could always can always get better well hopefully more and more especially at the youth level are looking at having trainers at their games 
uh, you know, as we mentioned with NASA, they're huge in it. Are more and more of the leagues on board? I mean, I know you mentioned at the high school level, but what about at the youth level? I mean, we have several leagues. It's not just NASA, and NASA's not the only They're the largest, but they're not the only one. There are other leagues as well. Yeah, a lot of youth uh, hockey organizations always call me, you know, looking for athletic trainers for tournaments, um, you know, all-star games and things like that that we provide coverage for for independent activities. But really, NASA has really... Uh, stepped up in allowing athletic trainers to be on the sidelines for, I mean, they had 324 football games uh, in the fall. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because I had to find athletic trainers for all of those games. So (laughs) the ability to, uh, and we, unfortunately, we were able to cover about 85% of those games based on staff that I have. So when you you ask about athletic trainers is, yeah, we need more um, to to cover more games that people are, are looking for coverage. So in the youth leagues, youth football, um, continues to grow. I mean, we really haven't seen um, a decline in enrollment in youth football. Maybe a couple of organizations. Well, some, yeah, some organizations you know, struggled have, last year. You know, but uh, you know, there's some strong. There's still some strong organizations. Oh, uh, we around. have healthy numbers. Our, we were yeah. packed. Uh, all of our teams were were maxed out as far as roster. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, just you know, kid, kids will continue to play sports, and it's great, and it's good. You know, it's good that they do that. But then also making sure that they're safe and you know, protected. So it's a comforting feeling knowing you're on the sidelines because I knew you go leading into the season and when we lined up for the first game and I saw you there, I I was immediately relaxed. You know, because I, I know your background <laughs> and I know what you're doing. So I I felt better. And mm-hmm. and it's just as a coach I think that's big if that's one less thing that you have to worry about. Yeah, especially with the youth coaches is is they really don't have any medical background. They they do take a uh concussion course, I believe, yes. through the CDC. Um they do do that to be able to recognize signs and symptoms of concussion. Concussion, heat stroke, uh and, and stuff like that. Is that through heads through. up football? Uh yes. Yeah, so heads up football at least has stepped up um to uh educate coaches and being able to recognize those signs and symptoms of the, of those major issues. So it's a 3-hour course. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we got into a lot. Yeah. You know, a funny story, a high school game I attended one time and uh, the trainer was out there and she was an attractive uh woman. And it was remarkable at how many injuries happened in that game. <laughs> Almost every play, somebody needed attention. I, I couldn't figure out Nobody why. comes to see me. I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure why. Uh, you know, stay away from Tony. So what else do you guys have going on as far as promoting uh, Athletic Trainers Month and, and things that like you're, you're doing to get information out to parents? Well, we've done a, uh, some activities in the, in the falls um, regards to uh, educating athletes and parents, um, some talks that we've been able to do with the physicians from UBMD, um, uh, promoting the program that we have with Niagara Falls Memorial Medical Center. Uh, we have a run coming up also to promote uh, Athletic Training Month, too, in May. Uh, May 21st, we have a run, a 5K, a 10K, and a one-mile walk um, as part of Athletic Training is also, because we have a staff that... Can I drive it with my truck? <laughs> sure. You can do that. That's about as physical as I'll yeah, get. We can do that. <laughs> Frank so. and I will be wolfing down hot dogs, and we'll uh, we'll drive. Well, we'll have Salon's hot dogs. Oh, so, right. Yeah. We'll keep score. <laughs> Timekeeper. We yeah. have to keep time That's for it. the runners that come through. We do that. But yeah, those types of things we've been able to do. Um, Basically, with uh, uh, other things with our program, we have um, strength and conditioning programs that we provide for athletes too. Um, you know, athletic trainers are are known to be on the sidelines for games, 
and that's where you see them mostly. Right. But behind the scenes is is where you, where they do a lot of their work in the training room and in the weight room and, and working and doing rehab, um, return to play from concussion, um, using the exercise protocol for return to play. All of that is behind the scenes stuff that a lot of parents and, and coaches don't see. Um, that what they do, um, evaluating athletes on a regular basis, making sure that they get to practice on time and they're not hanging out in the training room. Uh, coaches don't like, like like when they hang out. I know that, so I try to kick my guys out as fast as possible and get them to practice. So, um, you know, during you know during this month is is trying to just highlight what we do and uh, get the word out. Now, you know, this is something that just popped in my head because I've put together a, a clinic for coaches that's going to be coming up on April the twenty second at Star Point High School. And I'm, and we're also looking at doing more clinics. And I'm thinking, what a great, uh, great piece to a clinic is to have you speak, uh, you know, to address the coaches and any leagues out there that would be interested in doing something like this. How do they contact you? Well, they can get a hold of me easily. I mean, uh, they can email me. Is, is probably the best way to get a hold of me. It's uh, Anthony dot S U R A C E at N F M M C dot org. So it's for the hospital. Uh, in Niagara Falls, that's where I'm, I'm based out of. Um, but I'm always moving on the on the run, so I'm I'm not uh, staying in one spot on a daily basis. But they can get a hold of me by email um, if they're interested. I, I've done that before. We've had our staff go out and do safety talks for for athletes and coaches and and promote uh, you know safety in sports. I'm going to contact Ray Turpin, president of NASA, and I think this is something I want to put together for another clinic that we we're talking about uh, putting on, and I think that would be great for the coaches to. Uh, to hear more from from you and other trainers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you know, the more education you get out there and people, the, the more comfortable they feel with with coaching. Also, especially in youth at the youth level, and um, you know, the more knowledge base they have, the better off you are. Yeah, and as I said, I love having you guys on the sidelines. It's just such a uh, a relief knowing that uh, you guys are there and that the kids are in good hands with you guys on the sidelines. Yeah, it's you know, it's good to work with the kids. You know, the the, the little guys. Um, I think they start at seven. Seven, yeah, seven years old. You know, they're 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 out there playing football. They're funny. Yeah, they're. <laughs> I call them the bobbleheads running around <laughs> yeah. because, uh, you know, their helmets are bigger than their body. So, exactly. Um, you're starting at seven years old, and, you, and you're working with those kids. And, and you know, the, the the risk of injury is slightly lower at that age level, but they do get injured. You know, so we try to try to work with those kids. And working with a seven-year-old and, a, and an 18-year-old is, is a completely different scene, you know, or a college athlete or a professional athlete. So being able to have that, that spectrum of working with those athletes uh, um, is, is a good Good reputation, and us. you can testify how hard the little league coaches are working out there. Oh my gosh, yeah, those guys. I mean, they're out there, you know, three, four hours a night, you know, uh, working with their teams, and they're dedicated, uh, educating the kids and teaching, and uh, they're out there, you know, Saturdays, snow, rain, nineties um, plus 90s, degree heat. Yeah, so <laughs> so they're out there working uh, really hard for you know no pay at all. So they're out there because they're dedicated to their kids that come out and play and are dedicated to the sport and to make sure that the sport continues and that exactly. the safety of the sport improves. Exactly. You know, um, a lot of things have improved, but remember, you are playing football. Right. <laughs> it's a contact sport. Hockey's a contact sport. You know, things happen. Um, so, you know, NASA really has stepped up with having athletic trainers on the sideline, having AEDs um, at each venue. 
um, making sure coaches are educated and really have uh, advanced how things are done. And it's not just having the AED; it's knowing how to knowing use how to it. use it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, each each league has a plan, a dedicated uh, procedure as to how if some if it's needed, how it's going to be implemented. Yep. Well, Tony, thank you very much for spending some time with us this morning. I really appreciate you uh, coming in. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. Tony Serace, Director of Sports Medicine, and it is Athletic Training Month, the month of March. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, huge congratulations to Bob Rosen and his Williamsville North Spartans. They are state champions. We're going to get talk to them. On the other side of the break, you're listening to Inside High School Sports. Corn, freak on a leash. Thank you. This has been in my head a lot lately. Nate Geary playing the jams that I like to hear. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolf. We have Bob Rosen, head coach of Williamsville North Spartans, five-time state champions in studio. Before we get to them, Frank, let's bust out some news and notes. Real quick, uh, boys' health sciences uh, basketball team went down yesterday, and the girls, Fredonia and Panama, lost as well. Congrats on great seasons to them. Um, coaching vacancies, there's a bunch still, even for the spring teams. Um, and there's a lot of teams looking for games, softball, baseball games, that sort of thing. So if you wouldn't mind, jump on the Section 6 website. It's www.section6.e1b.org for a full list of coaching vacancies. And if your team's looking for a, another baseball game or a softball game, lacrosse game. And Monsignor Martin has a website also, www.monsignormartinathletics.com. It's up and running. There's not a lot on there just yet, but they're working on it. And if you're a wrestling fan, high school wrestling fan, this is something you might be interested in hearing. Section 6, we have good word that they will make a serious bid to land the New York State Public High School Athletic Association State Finals in western New York. Now, the contract runs through next winter. It'll be back out in Albany, but after that, the bid's are going out, and I'm hearing Section 6 is going to make a serious run, and they're talking about Key Bank Center downtown. Cool. Oh, so. best of luck. That would be great. Anytime we can get championships uh, held here, I think it's been beneficial to yeah. the area. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, adding to news and notes or more programming-wise, uh, th- April 1st, we're going to have Bob Carnavelli on, and we're going to talk about the uh, Butler-Mitchell uh, Silver Hoops Classic coming up at the Graveyard School. We do that every year, so we're looking forward to that, talking about some of the uh, all-stars throughout Western New York. Uh, as I mentioned in the last segment with Tony Serace, uh NASA coaches, there will be a clinic April the 22nd at Starpoint. High school starting at 8 a.m. Jim McNally is our featured speaker. Rob Curran and Ken Stolt, heads up football in Section 6, will also be speaking. So we're looking at a really cool clinic I will have. Oh, Nate, are you busy that day? You want to fill in for me? <laughs> what day is this? April the 22nd. Consider it done, Tony. Thank you, buddy. I like that. <laughs> All right, so we have that coming up now. Bob Rosen, welcome back to the show. Haven't had you on in a couple of years, but you've ended the drought. You're a champion once again. Congratulations. Thank you, Tony. Nice to be back. And, and uh, I mean, you're one of those coaches that you get things done. Every year, year in and year out, Williamsville North is always considered as one of the top hockey programs in the area. Uh, what is it about your program that is breeding so much success? Is it the kids just buy into your system? They they uh, they enjoy it and work with it? 
I, I think it goes back to our whole program. Uh, my assistant coaches, Greg, who's with us today, Greg Brown, um, John Burns, and Brian Willison, our goalie coach, and all the way down to our JV program with Joe Spano and Jason DePrima and the job those guys do and modified. We have some things in place that we try to develop early on uh, when kids are young. The the hard thing about hockey is you can't decide as a as a as a freshman, hey, I'm going to go out and play hockey. Well, if you've never skated before, chances are you're never going to do it. Where if you're a good athlete, you can pretty much pick up any other sport. So hockey's something that you have to kind of start when you're young. Do you guys get in, you know reach out at the youth level? You know, knowing guys in the kids in the area that are going to be coming up and are potential Spartans, do you reach out maybe get into them and and discuss with coaches and work with the kind of stuff that you guys do? Yeah, we do. We we run clinics uh, in the spring where we have different skill development clinics that we do um, that tailor to the North kids. Greg and I and and our other assistant coaches run those and some ex players, alumni. We try to keep involved. Um, so it, it helps out tremendously. And then people wonder why they're so successful. Frank, I mean, you've been keeping uh, tabs all year on these guys and uh, kind of get us going as to uh, you know how the playoffs went. And Well, they had, uh, I don't want to say an easy road out of Western New York, but they had to play Lockport and Niagara Falls. Uh, Niagara Falls stunned, I believe it was Orchard Park, their first round. So, And they had a really hot goalie going at the time, but these guys blanked them. Five nothing. Five nothing. I want to say, and then they went out to uh, KeyBank Center and took on Lancaster. And you guys had a two goal lead. I want to say one goal lead. One goal lead. Okay. And then they scored at the end of the second period to tie it up one one. And then we went ahead at about the six minute mark of the third period to make it two one. And then they scored with uh, five seconds left. And then, um, geez, I don't remember who scored that goal. Um, in overtime, 14 seconds in. Poof. It's Adam Botts yeah. who's actually with us. That's the kid that we took the picture with, the Vander Kane, before the game. Oh, yeah. That's the guy. Looks different without his so, gear on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that got them out to Camillus, where they were taking on this West Genesee team that I had heard all year from downstate and sports writers that, you know, West Genesee's the team to beat all year. And these guys, I, don't, I know they didn't make it easy on themselves. They had to go to overtime once again. And it was a junior that scored, Griffin Green? Griffin Green scored in overtime. In overtime. That game we had a 2 nothing lead. Okay. All right. Um, we were watching from afar. Um, then you come back here and you take on another team. Mamaranek. I can never say this name right. How do you say it? Greg? Uh, Mamaranek. Mamaranek. Okay. Mamaranek. They take them on. Mamana. <laughs> and this is a tough, tough team. I mean, widely known throughout New York State. And, again, they beat them one nothing. What impressed me the most about that game was the – Shots on goal. Was it 75-3? to three? What? Was it, again? <laughs> it was ridiculous. I yeah. had to look up. I thought they were. I'm like, are you guys keeping track of shots on goal for this team from New York, from you know Eastern New York? What's going on? They got like seven shots on goal. There's two minutes left. What's going on here? How many shots did you guys give up that game? We, we gave up 13 shots, and uh, I think they had two really good chances in the third period, and uh, Jake Zaret made two huge saves. It's not easy being a goalie and, and not having – Constant action. Um, you go. Do they get long, bored? They right mind here. wanders. Well, Jake, what happens while you're there? I mean, uh, you just gotta stay focused. Uh, I mean, kind of uh, mind kind of wanders. But uh, are you sitting there begging? Come on, somebody come down here <laughs> yeah, and do I mean, something. Yeah, I mean, you want shots, and uh, I got some in the third period. But second period, I was 
just sitting there and watching the game. And this is a catcher. So he's used to being involved in the game. You know, he plays catcher. He's going to UB, is it? Yeah. Okay, he's going to be a catcher. He's Catchers a catcher for and his goalies are team. a different breed apart anyway. So here's a guy who's involved all game long. All of a sudden he goes to play ice hockey, and these guys don't give him any work. I mean, Somebody yeah. could at least toss you a sandwich or something. You <laughs> know, right? yeah. Have something to eat so. while you're back there. So they get by Memorandic 1-0, uh, and is it a kid who never scored before? Trevor Cavalier, and I want to say the first period. First, first period, and uh, we got a great assist from Joe Oliver, um, Joe, you want to tell us a little about the play? Yeah, sure. Um, Trevor dumped the puck in, and I had to beat two of their guys or two of Memoronex guys into the corner. And I just looked over my shoulder, saw Trevor wide open, wide open in front of the net, and I just tossed it over to him, and he scored. Your and eyes I, had to have popped out of your out of your head. Yeah. Holy, look at that! <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. It was the best feeling I felt in a while. <laughs> it almost worked a couple times. They had that play. I've seen that play develop two or three times during the game, but it did work the one time. And that's really all they needed. They ended up winning the game. They ended up playing Sunday against Pittsburgh, a team that knocked you guys out last year in the quarterfinals. Yes, they knocked okay. us out. Um, so we had a little redemption sure. going into the game, a and little payback. I, th- I think the kid's name is Connor Haim, 57. A great player. I mean, up and down the ice, two way, great two-way player. You guys did a great job keeping him in check. In fact, the last 10 seconds of the game, he actually had a shot to win. But the puck just skated, it jumped over his uh, stick at the last second. But that was a very terrifying moment. I I remember standing right behind Jake, actually, as that came in. Um, so they had a chance to tie it up. That didn't let it happen. You guys ended up winning that game 3-2. And you were sick? Uh, yeah, I mean... Jake I, was sick. Yeah, I had uh, uh, sickness for a good couple weeks. And you still gutted it through? Uh, yeah. Must not have been easy, like, oh, come on, why can't I be feeling better? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, I was kind of tired for most of the week, but uh, when it came to game time, I mean, kind of just blocked it out of my mind. And Adrenaline played. pretty much takes over at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Josh Sherwick, uh, returning, uh, how many years on varsity for you, Josh? Oh, it's my third year on the varsity team. This he year. had the second or third best seat in the house. He was in the penalty box for much of that game. But you know you can joke about that now because you can host it, you know, yeah. host hoist the plaque up and everything else. But Josh is a tough, tough defenseman. Look how big he is. How tall are you? Uh, six two. Bullet how much of a you shot. weigh? Two fifteen. <laughs> and I, I'm looking forward to see what he does on the baseball field because he's a senior. He's going to Mercyhurst next yep, year. Yeah, Mercyhurst. Okay, but he's got a big shot. Um, you know, obviously he likes to throw his weight around. He sees himself in the box quite a bit. Now, do you have? Like a TV in there or something, or do you have like a, <laughs> refrigerator, no, a little refrigerator a little in there? <laughs> no, I mean in, in the, the state playoffs they had the uh, the extra referees in there, so I got to chat with them a little bit. Nice. But no, definitely didn't want to be in there. Uh, just got caught up in some trouble, and uh, luckily we killed it off. And uh, they Josh, me out. do you Josh, prefer to play a physical game? I mean, I kind of have to, you know, set like help Jake out, keep keep the uh, keep the shots to a minimum, and just try to clear out our front of our net, but. Sometimes uh, emotions get the best. He reminded me of that kid from uh, Mighty Ducks, that defenseman. <laughs> big, big kid. Uh, but Clear out uh, the front. He did. He had a monster shot. So um, obviously he won't be playing hockey at the next level, but um, he did his thing for Will North for three seasons. Yep, three. So he gets to move on. And his partner in crime over there, Daniel Mosier. Uh, how you doing, Daniel? Good. How are you? Good. He um, actually drew a penalty in the last few minutes of the game. To help seal the win, I want to say there's two and a half minutes left 
and he's barreling down on the goaltender, and they trip him up, and he takes a player to the box, and they're able to kind of break some of that momentum late in the game. So, And he had a hell of a playoff, too. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just try to do whatever I can for the team. Um, whatever it is, I'll crash the net, and hopefully someone hits me from behind and getting a power play. And We've got a really good power play on our team, and we cash in a lot. So I like that. No fear. Yeah. No <laughs> Kamikaze fear. mission. Go yeah. after them. Yeah. Great job. How would you describe it? I mean, is this a fast team, team with a lot of speed? I mean, I know they're big. They've got a lot of some, some size. Honestly, what it was, and I talked to them at the beginning of the season when I first walked into the, to do a preview before the season was the confidence and how calm they were. It's like they were they knew they were going to win before they won and they they hadn't won yet. You know, they hadn't they were bounced last year in the quarterfinals. They hadn't been this far in some time, but when I went into the locker room and to specifically to coach coach Bob, to speak to coach Bob and Burns, um they were just very calm and almost like you know, let's get this thing going. We got a job to do and they were very confident. I think I spoke to Josh. I remember Jake was there and I don't remember who the other guy he brought in, but um, they were just very calm and exceeding confidence at that time. And there's a lot of unknowns about their division this year. There is a lot of players coming in that were already seniors, but they were coming from travel programs outside, you know, high school. They wanted to play high school. So there was a lot of factors kind of thrown at not just Will North, but the other teams. And you faced one in the end, the Lancaster. They had a number of kids that came out to play high school hockey their senior year, which is great to see. Hopefully more kids do that because we do have the best high school hockey in western New York right here. Coach, are you able to tell in the, in early on the chemistry or the personality of the team and say, I think we got a shot with this group? Yeah, you know, the the, the neat thing about this group, and, and we kind of knew when we started our, our spring clinic um, last year, um, the – team chemistry and how well everybody got along um and, and and championships are a lot of times won by doing little things well and you know Mose was just talking that line played against everybody's top line the last um four games our, our section championship and the three state playoff games and they only gave up one five on five goal so him and Adam Botts, Adam got some credit for scoring a couple of big goals, a couple of overtime goals, but uh, and the game winner in the state final. But the goals that they prevented and shutting down their top line, and everybody had a role, and and they they followed it. You know, we had a situation um, early on where we were matching lines, and and uh, guys from our third line yelled out one that the other team's number one line's coming out. So we got our matchup that we wanted to. So it wasn't like, hey, I'm missing my shift. What, what's best for the team? And that really was demonstrated from early on with this group. And probably the biggest thing that impressed me, I'm not sure about with you, Greg. Yeah, I think the going back to the point of the confidence of the team, um, you know, the game against Lancaster, they score with five seconds left in the game. And there's no panic among our players we know that we have the confidence to still win this game in overtime, and we do that. Same thing in West Genesee. We're up by two goals with five minutes left, and they score and tie it up, and we still have that confidence going into overtime, still play our game, play strong, have the faith in the team and win in that game. So it's something that we definitely had throughout our team. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, pick up where we left off and getting to know some of the uh, the players and, and talking more with the coaches. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. <laughs> 
last segment of Inside High School Sports. What have we got coming up, Nate? Uh, well, you know, the NCAA tournament. Like uh, that? That's on today after me. I'm only on for an hour today. Okay. But then, yeah, that's about it. Talk some free agency. Yeah. If uh, if we have brackets. time because of all those great moves. <laughs> Go Raiders with EJ, huh? <laughs> all right. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're talking with Williamsville North. Uh, state Williamsville North Spartans state champions Frank. We have Matt Jeffries over here. He's a senior. He's leaving to go play lacrosse at John Fisher. But he was an intrigual part of that team, especially down uh, the stretch in the playoffs. One of the top defend on the top defensive pairing for the team. And notice how uh, we're seeing multiple sport players here. By the yeah, way, yeah, which is a good thing. Which is a great thing actually. Um, but uh, obviously on the ice at the most. Uh, Difficult moments, one of the most difficult circumstances. He was a guy that Coach relied on. Just talk about the last couple of games. Yeah, you know, we were just really trying to keep everything to the outside. I mean, we really did a good job with that. We limited their shots, and, I mean, just those two games, we just really played. We just came together and just played an overall team game, and that's how we got it done. And I believe you were voted uh, on the tournament team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats for that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Along with Bruno and Bots and Jake. Jake, yeah. Okay, very good. Sammy, just kidding. Sal. Sal Di Natale. He's the, like, jack of all trades. <laughs> Tell us about your role. Uh, before the games, I would get the coffee for the coach. I would read the pregame lineup, and I was in charge of the film and stuff like that. But he did have a big goal in the playoffs. I scored in the Lockport game, barred down. Okay, very good. Talk us through the goal. What happened? Well, I went out the ice with Bruno and Sardinia, and I went up the ice. We had a two-on-one. Bruno passed it over to me. I shot it. It went far down. Nice. I don't know what that means. Well, it's when kidding. it hits the crossbar and <laughs> goes in the net. Oh, cool. Alex Jones came through. He had a goal and three assists on the season. Yeah. What it was else? Fun. Yeah. Talk I mean, about the. I was part of the third line. I mean, we kind of just grinded teams down, just gave our other players a break. Yeah. Now, when you talk about grinding teams down, what exactly is that doing? Uh, like in the corners and. Bodies and uh, what it means, you guys, uh, you'll put uh, put your hit. will out there. You yeah, get physical, yeah. push guys around. So you guys are like the bullies. Yeah. All right, I like that. I can respect that line. The the great thing about the our third line, four guys rotated through it, and you talk about our team success. Um, they only gave up one five on five goal all year, which is pretty impressive. We and we had different matchups where they went out against sometimes the other team's best lines, and uh, they. Performed their role and, and did a great job. And, and Alex and Joe and Matt and Trevor, um, that line was just tremendous for us. You're talking about players and, you know, and how they bought in and they, you know, they knew their roles and whatnot. Do you get uh, into a situation where somebody's upset because they're on the third line thinking that they should be first line or, or whatever the case may be with something? You know, what am I doing down here? I should, I'm, I'm better than uh, this guy on the first line. And that's where you really get into trouble as a team game when that type of thinking is involved. Absolutely. And I, I think the, the great thing about this group was they wanted to do what was best for the team. You know, there's a story I tell, if you own a Rolex watch, there's a $100 part in there, and if that part doesn't work, it doesn't keep time. And really, is that $100 part more than the $28,000 watch? Probably not. So every part is important, and, and you know, someone may score goals, someone may not score goals, but 
I, I think as a coaching staff, we emphasize the importance of those roles and how key they are for our success. So there, there's a huge value to that, and if if you buy into that, you have team success like we did this year. Will you sit players down and explain to them exactly your vision of a role and what the role should be? I do. You know, we talk about it, and uh, we talk about everybody's role. And um, through film, you know, we do a lot with film and going through that. And I think um, we do a pretty good job as a coaching staff. I don't know. Matt? Yeah, I mean, most of the guys, I mean, everyone cares on the team a ton. So, I mean, if something's going wrong or they're not playing as much as they want to, I'm sure they'll go up to Bob and ask him. Um, like what what they can do better. I mean, I I know I've done it numerous on numerous occasions, um, right through sophomore year. So I constantly tell athletes go to the coach, talk to the coach, find out what is expected. What does he want he or she want you to do out there? Yeah, then you can make your goals and eventually be successful. It's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah, if it, you think about it, that that that's a big part of it. You know, we have a, a strong alumni connection. Uh, people that have who still come back and you know one of the great things I know we haven't talked about it but having the state championship here um, I looked up before the game and there was probably somewhere between 450 and 500 alumni and parents people going all the way back to when I started coaching 27 years ago and I couldn't look up because it was so emotional looking the stands to see these people and uh, it it's kind of what we try to do as a coaching staff, what we want our program to be. It's about family. It's about tradition. And uh, these guys did that to a great extent. And Matt Strain's another senior that's here. He had a big goal during the year. Matt, just talk about your season. Uh, yeah, you know, coming in as a third liner, like everyone's like a role player on this team. And I think our job was to like to shut down the other lines. And then going out with Jonesy <laughs> and Joe and getting able to score that first goal against Ken Maurice was kind of cool just to get that first one. And you guys still have one more game to play. I know he's not here today, but Matt Henry, your team manager, a good buddy of mine, you guys still have one more game to play. It's a sled hockey game, April 22nd, uh, Williamsville North. Matt will be able to put the Will North jersey on. I know he's very excited about that. You guys are playing the Buffalo Sabres sled hockey intermediate gold team at Northtown Center, the Olympic rink at 330. Hopefully the North squad will come out and support you guys and come out for that game. I know it's a big deal to those sled hockey guys, and it's a big deal for Matt, so hopefully you guys can turn out the fans in the North Squall for that one. I don't know if it's a blackout or a whiteout or what. Uh, yeah, um, Matt's been talking about this for the entire year, and after the state championship game, he comes up to all of us, and he's like, hey, you guys got one more game left, and I think we're all looking really forward to it, and having Matt put on the jersey, he's meant a lot to us this year, and we just want to do it for him and go out there and have a great time. Outstanding. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Coaches, thank you so much. Uh, you know, Once again, congratulations on your state championship. Well-deserved, and best of luck to all you guys in the future. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having us, and Frank, thank you. Our pleasure. Nate Gary, thank you much. We'll talk to you guys more next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.